Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored by Shlomo Suisa, Hazaku Baruch, in loving memory of his grandmother, Eta Batzara Alea Shalom. Ruach Hashem In honor of Moshe Rabbeinu, the seventh of Adar, the day of his birth and his passing. Breakfast as well is sponsored in memory of and Le'ilui Nishmat, Chava Bat Mas'uda, Alea Shalom, sponsored by our brother Gabriel Amos. Okay, the Pasuk says, when a person is bringing a Korban, he needs to bring that Korban, Yakriv Oto, bring it Liritzono. Liritzono means according to his will. This idea of bringing something Liritzono to your Ratzon is a fascinating concept. In fact, I want to talk about it in its polar opposites, in its, uh, maybe let's call it its extremes. We have this idea that with Am Yisrael, when a person uh, doesn't do the right thing, today, what do you do? What can you tell him? Nothing. You just show him love. You show him, uh, you know, connection. You raise his understanding of, of Judaism and the importance of the mitzvot that maybe he's, li- he's getting a little bit weaker at. But there was once a time where just like there's a courthouse that's going to enforce uh, you keeping the laws of speeding, and if you don't keep the laws of speeding, you pay a fine. There's going to enforce the laws of uh, the zoning laws of where you could build a house. There was once also a Sanhedrin, and there were Bateddin in each city. They had a, a court, and the court would enforce all the Jewish laws. Now, what happens if someone would say, forget it, I don't want to do the Jewish law today. I'm not in the mood, I'm not in the zone. It doesn't matter. There's, there's policemen upholding the legal code. It's so interesting to us because we, we're so far away from that today because we don't have a government or, a, or a, a system or an institution which is making sure that the people are doing the right thing. So in such a case, the bed dean would force the person to do it. And what's interesting to note about this law is not just that bed dean would force him, but there's fascinating ramifications of it. You have a guy who really he should give a get. His wife and him, they're not getting along, they're separated, they're living in different houses. But the guy decides he doesn't want to give his wife a get. He's going to tell her, you got to give me this and you got to pay me that. That's what happens sometimes today. It's a terrible tragedy. It's a tremendous sin. If a person does that or they know someone who does that, you should speak to them. It's literally one of the worst things a person can do is to withhold a get from a woman who anyway you don't want to be with. To manipulate and to blackmail them by the fact that you could hold this over them. It's one of the cruelest things that someone could do. The height of the breaking of the mitzvah of the Your person is over every second on multiple isurim from the Torah when they do not give a get on time. However, listen to this. In the time of the Beit Din, it didn't happen. Kofiroto atshiyomarotzani. They force him. They whip him, whatever they need to do in order to get, make the guy give the get. Now, Rambam brings what is actually a fascinating question. The halakha is that for a, for a divorce to be real, for it to work, the get that's written needs to be written by the will, by the desire, by the, you know, completely in the interest of the man, the person that's actually giving it away. I don't mean it's for his purpose, it's for the man's benefit. What I mean is that the person writing the get needs to want to do it. If you force him to do something, does that count as if he's doing it? One would think no. But still the, the mitzvah, the halakha is kofinoto at shiyum And Rambam explains 
And this is something which is so powerful. He says that in the heart of every Jewish person is a desire to do the right thing. And instead of the forcing or the pushing or the whipping, whatever it is, being something that forces him to do something he doesn't want, it actually pushes him past his own desires and his own interests to a place where he gets to where he actually wants to be, but is perhaps not strong enough to be able to be. And I remember hearing this unbelievable story that drove, it just drove me wild. Listen to this story. There's a principal who's a principal of a school in the north of Israel. I, I just made sure to bring it to have his name with me. His name is Uzi Hassan. He's a principal, I think, in, in the Sharon. He's a very conscientious, conscientious principal. He always makes sure that all the kids are doing well. And he notices more and more and more that there's this one kid that constantly is coming late to school. One little girl. So he starts to check, you know, pay attention. And he notices that the person who's bringing this girl to school late, very often, is actually not her parents. It's not her mother. It's not her father. It's her grandfather. Anyway, he doesn't say anything. But things are getting worse. It's getting more and more common. He realizes that they're not paying. He looks at the bills of these people. He wants to check it out. He sees they're not paying the tuition on time. Every once in a while, the grandfather comes in. He gives a few dollars here, a few shekel there to kind of, you know, close the gap. But they're so far away from... And then he starts reading back the reports in the skit and he sees that there's all sorts of problems in the family and that she's living with the grandfather. He calls the grandfather in one day after he, you know, bringing his granddaughter again to work late. Well, he says, look, I don't know what's going on. I see that there's trouble here. I just want to help. He says, he says I know that I can see the situation of the tuition is in arrears. He says, what's the story? Uh, is the kids in the picture? The guy doesn't even want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about his kids that are not around. He doesn't want to talk about it. He says, tell me, I see that you're struggling to pay tuition. He says, what do you do? What do you do for a job? What do you do for a living? The guy says, look, I'd rather not talk about it. The guy says, look, I could try and get you a, I could try and get you something, a, you know, a discount or something, but I, you need to give me something to work with. So the guy eventually says, look, I, I don't know how to say this. I'm a little bit ashamed. He says, but my parnasa, you know what my business, he goes, is I'm a ganav. I'm a thief. <laughs> The principal says, I'm sorry, what? Now he's more concerned. First he thought the guy was unemployed. Now it's worse, the guy is employed. And this is what he's employed in. He says, what do you mean you're getting? He goes, look, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. I'm in a terrible situation. My kids are not in the picture. All of a sudden I have this little kid running around the house. I have to pay for everything. I, he goes, I don't have a, I can't make it, you know, men's meat. So what can I do? The guy says, what do you mean? You, you're raising your child in a your den of thieves? What is the... So, the... so the guy says, look, he goes, it's not like I'm a bad thief. He says, I don't try, I'm not going to hurt nobody. I don't go in when anybody's at home. I don't want to scare anybody. I scout the place out. I make sure that they're not home. I make sure that nobody's around. If they're around, I don't mug a guy in the street. What kind of guy do you think I am? He goes, what kind of self-respecting ganav do you think I... You know, I'm the granddaddy ganav. He goes, I go in quietly. You know, I go in each time. I take, I take the money. I take the money. He goes, I don't, he goes, I don't take every day. I'm not greedy. I'm not greedy. I got to make a living. He's got to make a living. I take some of the money out. I leave, you know, I leave some extra money there. If there's things, you know, I always make sure, he says, always make sure to leave them some money. They could do shopping the next day for the family. You know, because, you know, I'm not going to do that to the guy, you know. He goes, and look, and this is what it is. And when I can, I come. And I pay, and I pay the tuition that I owe, and I buy the books of my grand. You know, I don't know what other options I have. And he just sees the guy. 
the principal in his life, he never had a conversation like this. So he's sitting there, his eyes are bugging out of the sockets, you know, and, uh, and this guy is sitting there trying to explain, he's trying to make it okay. Finally, he says, look, he says to the principal, I think you're overreacting to this whole thing. He goes, you know, sometimes, he goes, I, I'm not, he goes, I know you think you look at me like, he goes, but I'm not a bad guy. He goes, just the other week, I walked into a house, I looked in every crevice, in every cranny, and in every nook. He goes, there was not a dime in the house. I'm looking for something precious to steal. There's nothing, he goes, there's nothing that I even wanted in the house. <laughs> you know, it was, it was so bad that it was worse than me. He goes, and then, you know, before I left, I figured, you know, I didn't get anything. Maybe at least I'll get a drink from the refrigerator. I open up, you know, this trip won't be for nothing. You know, he wants to write it off Yani as a business expense. He opens, he opens the refrigerator and there's nothing in the refrigerator. Nothing, nada. He felt terrible, takes out of his wallet 200 shekel, he puts it on the table. Puts 200 shekel on the table. I felt terrible. The guy, look, they have kids clearly in the house. There's no food. There's no this, you know, there's nothing of value in the house, you know. I left 200 shekel. Meanwhile, you know what I'm thinking, by the way, outside the story. Outside, I'm thinking, the Hazit is Ganav. What a div. You don't realize his best other friend, Ganav, was just there five minutes ago. <laughs> anyway, fine. Point is, they should, I think they should just arrange. They got to have like a WhatsApp group for the Ganavim. Like, don't hit the one on the corner of Spruce. I've just cleaned them out. You know, go back next week. Either way, so he leaves 200 shekel. He tells the rabbi, he goes, I felt really bad. I wanted to do something. You know, I'm not a terrible person, he says. <coughs> now, he wipes the tear away, the ganav from his eyes. He, uh, he's about to walk away. And the other guy comes in and he says, the, the principal says, he says, you know, you said something to me before. He goes, and I don't know. He says, I don't know how to deal. I don't know how to think about it. He goes, what do you mean? He says, you're not a ganav. He says, you're, you're a tzaddik. The guy says, well, I love this expression. He says in Hebrew, he goes, lo tzaddik velo na'alaim. He goes, I'm not, he goes, I'm not a tzaddik. I'm, a, I'm not a righteous guy. I'm not a this, I'm not a that. He goes, look, I'm a ganav, but I'm not such a... He goes, no, you're wrong. He says, you're a tzaddik. He goes, you went into a house. You saw that they didn't have anything. Instead of being a ganav, what'd you do? He gave them money. I said, what kind of ganav, what kind of ganav does that? It's impossible. That's impossible. You're... He says, no, I'm telling you, every day this is what I do. I scout out the houses. I figure out what I need to do to take care of my family. Look, after all, a man's got to live, right? I do what I need to do, but you know, I'm not a sadiq. He says, no, you're a sadiq. He goes, all those times, why'd you steal? You stole because you had to. When you gave, you didn't give because you had to. You gave because you wanted to. When you do something because you have to, that's not who you are. When you do something because you want to, that's who you are. So even if every day you're going and stealing, that's b'matsoru, b'matsok. That's the Yetzirah has his hand around your jugular, pushing you up against the wall, and, and it's not you. Anyway, he keeps telling the guy this, the guy is shaking, he says shaking, and he walks out. Two weeks later, the guy walks into the school, up to the, to the principal. He says to him, can I speak to you for a minute? He says, yes. He closes the door. He says, are we being recorded? He says, no. He pats him down for a wire. He says, he says, Dachilak, he goes, you killed me. He goes, what do you mean I killed you? He goes, for the last two weeks, I haven't been able to steal once. Every time I stand outside a house, it's a cash cow, it's a golden goose. I can get in and out, no problem, easy. All I can think of is you telling me that I'm a Sadiq and that this is beneath me. 
and that I only do this because I have to and not because I want to. And I know that you're right, but what should I do? I need food for my grandchild. I never thought that this was going to be my life after I raised my children. The, the principal runs up to him and he gives him a giant hug. And he says, I will do whatever I can. Maybe come, he gets him a job as a janitor one day, the next day as a this. And I'm thinking, I don't know why he didn't get him a job as a locksmith. Either way, point is, right? He, each day he does something until eventually had that grandpa, Saba Ganav, is Saba Ganav no longer. Rabotai, I think this idea is true about all of us. The Pasuk says Liritsono, which means that a person brings a korban Liritsono. You know what that means? Why are you bringing a korban? Because you did a sin. You did something wrong. But you're faced with a choice now to self-identify. That is a very hot buzzword today in today's world. How do you identify? Do you identify as a man? Identify as a woman? How do you identify? I'm going to ask you this question, says the Pasuk. How do you identify? You did a sin, but now you're in the Beit HaMikdash, walking with a korban. Is this Liritzono? Is this your Ratzon? Or is that your Ratzon? What do you want to do? We say on the high holidays, It's our will to do your will. But how come we don't? Because of Se'or Sheba'isa. There's a bit of yeast in the dough. And slowly but surely, the chemical reactions, it puffs it up, it makes it do things, it makes it feel important, it gives it that sense of ego, and eventually we make mistakes and we fall, but that's not who we are. May Hashem bless us always to be in touch with our innermost selves, to be able to be the Nishama Tehora that we are. I'd like to thank for the breakfast class today also, in celebration of the birthday of Pascal Waknin, sponsored by a friend Sarah Kassab and Saidel Gigi. What a wonderful thing to do to sponsor for the birthday of a friend, a class. Hazaku Baruch. Be'ezrat Hashem, we should be zocheh. We should be zocheh. Yosef, Alechem, Kachem, Elef, Pa'amim. Barech etchem, Kashem, Tibet, Lachem. Ve'nomar. Amen.